Beauty will save the world. So says the great Russian novelist Dostoevsky, beauty will save the world. Perhaps you've heard me tell this story before, but I'll recount it again for today's theme and as well as for those who haven't heard it. A little over a year ago, well actually, um, actually it was several years ago, I don't know why I wrote that. Um, <laughs> several years ago, while I was studying as a seminarian in Rome, I was walking back from class, minding my own business, when I was completely stunned by the most beautiful sight I'd ever seen. To see this beauty was to be lost. It felt like I fell to the ground as the splendor overwhelmed me. My heart thrilled as it was filled with the radiance, and I was left gasping for breath once I passed by. The site I'm referring to wasn't the Sistine Chapel, it wasn't St. Peter's Basilica, not even the glory of Rome could strike me in this way. My heart was pierced by the beauty of God's creation, not man's, and not just any creation, but the crown of his creation, a woman. It was the beauty of a woman that pierced my heart and it took hours to recover from the wound that she had inflicted. Beauty has that power, the power to pierce through our defenses, but it also has the power to transform, to bring out what is best in man. The gospel tells us, you are the light of the world. Light brings out color that's hidden in the darkness. It also says, you are the salt of the earth. Salt brings out the flavor hidden in our food. We might also say, you are the beauty of mankind, because beauty brings out what is best in man, what is most noble, what is hidden and awaiting someone worthy of sacrifice. How many smelly, irresponsible, and arrogant boys have been transformed into clean, trustworthy, and generous men by the glance of one woman, by the wound of beauty? Beauty will save the world. As of now, I've been describing mostly the physical beauty of women, yet the beauty that will save the world is a different kind. It has many of the same characteristics. It too thrills the heart. It too leaves a wound. And it too transforms. The beauty that will save the world is mercy. Mercy is the beauty of Christ, and mercy is the beauty of the church, his bride. Not long ago, Pope Francis wrote an apostolic exhortation entitled Evangelii Gaudium, the joy of the gospel. And in that document, he observed the church grows by attraction. The church grows by attraction. A beautiful church grows. A beautiful church fulfills her mission. The church exists in order to evangelize. Or another way to say it is that she doesn't have a mission, she is a mission. Jesus commissioned the church to make disciples of all nations. He sends every baptized person out to share the good news that Jesus is Lord, He is risen, and He is merciful. Today's gospel moves us to ask ourselves, 
are we fulfilling our mission? Or are we an ugly church? If salt that has lost its flavor is thrown out and trampled underfoot, what will happen to an ugly church? What do you think will happen to us if we are not merciful, if we let ourselves go, so to speak? Beauty will save the world, and that beauty is mercy. God's mercy, undeserved and unmerited, is the beauty that saves us and transforms us to be the light of the world, a light that attracts all. Mother Teresa is perhaps the perfect example. She tirelessly cared for the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, being merciful to those that the world had discarded as worthless. And her mercy attracted the world. From people as high in society as Princess Diana, as well as to those dying in the streets, Mother Teresa's mercy shined and attracted. How can the beauty of mercy shine forth in our lives? How can the hearts of our family members, friends, and neighbors thrill with the radiance of the church? The first reading tells us, Share your bread with the hungry, shelter the oppressed and the homeless, clothe the naked when you see them, and do not turn your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wound shall quickly be healed. Isaiah describes three of the corporal works of mercy. Feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, and clothe the naked. Mercy is how our light can shine. A merciful church is a beautiful church, and a beautiful church fulfills her mission. I think that we know this. Generally, ignorance is not the obstacle to fulfilling our mission as baptized members of the church. We know that we ought to share the good news of the gospel, and we know that we ought to care for the poor. So the obstacle, I think, is a bit deeper. What keeps us from fulfilling our mission as baptized members of the church is that we cover up our wound. Let me read that passage from Isaiah again and listen closely to the end. Share your bread with the hungry, shelter the oppressed and the homeless, clothe the naked when you see them, and do not turn your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wound shall quickly be healed. There is a discomfort, an ache, a longing that each of us experiences that only God can heal. St. Augustine famously described it as a restless heart. You have made us for yourselves, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. That restless longing is a wound that cries out for healing. But so often we settle for little thrills that cover it up, that distract us from it. Friends, if I could give one piece of advice for the entire spiritual life, it would be not to cover up that wound. I don't know if there is a greater source for holiness and happiness that each of us has. If we endure the discomfort and come to the only one who can heal it, he will do so. And then our light will shine forth like the dawn and the church will grow by attraction to the beauty of mercy. 
God does not cover the wound. He heals it. And when we allow Him to do so, we too become merciful. That's the fruit. We too become beautiful. So let's say no to an ugly church. That begins by laying bare our wounds before the Father and seeking His healing mercy. We do so here in the Eucharist, in the confessional, and in daily prayer. Let's say yes to the mercy of God. Then our light will break forth like the dawn. Let's say yes to a beautiful and merciful church. A beautiful and merciful church lives simply in order that others may simply live. The less that we spend on ourselves, the more merciful we can be to others, and the more beautiful our witness to the gospel becomes. May we fulfill our mission to evangelize and baptize all nations, including those closest to us, our neighbors, friends, and families, always remembering that the church grows by attraction and beauty will save the world. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gig'em.